Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Tell Me This. I am your host, Carrie Borkowski, and Happy New Year. Um, I hope everyone is doing well and settling into 2023. Um, I wanted to do a short, another short, and then we will probably jump back into the long-form interviews in the next few weeks here. I recently attended, really a week ago, less than a week ago, attended a family funeral, and our family lost um, a really amazing woman who courageously battled cancer for almost seven years. Um, Robin Sesney was my mom's sister, my cousins, two of my cousins' mom, my uncle's wife, and an aunt to me and many others in our family. And like my grandmother, who I speak about often, and that's her, that was her, her mom, um, my Aunt Robin was a truly amazing woman and a human being, and I was really struck and had some, I don't know, reflections on the weekend and the funeral service and thought it might be interesting and another way to to carry on her memory by doing a, a short episode about my experience at her funeral and just a little bit about her life. Interestingly enough, yesterday I was walking the dog, listening to, or catching up on really, um, Brene Brown's podcast, Unlocking Us, and I happened to catch the first part, it was a two-part series, I haven't listened to all of it yet, but she was speaking with um, Atika, or Attica, A-T-T-I-C-K-A Locke, and her sister Tambi Locke. They produced a Netflix series called From Scratch, um, which is based on a memoir from the same name. And during the podcast, as you can imagine, if you've ever listened to Brene Brown's conversations with her guests, they they touch lots of topics and often dig into sort of the messiness of life, which is one, one of the many reasons I, I love her podcast. Uh, one of the sisters talks about... Um, you know, they're talking about the messiness and how two things can be true. And as if you listen to this podcast, you know, last season, we, Danielle Scarano and I um, interviewed several leaders around paradox. And so when, when they were talking about this idea of yes, and I really, of course, perked my ears perked up. And what one of the sisters said was this idea that when we have conversations about death, um, we're really talking about how we want to live. And I had to sit with that for a minute and Brene sort of in her in her way, you know, was quiet for a moment because she also needed to sit with that. And and they went on to talk about how oftentimes when we're when we're feeling grief, reflecting on the person who has passed um, and we're talking about death and how they lived, we are really thinking more about how we want to live. And so. I just thought it was incredibly interesting that that those ideas were shared and I was getting ready to to record this podcast and I think as you listen to the podcast that notion of talking about death is really also a reflection of how we want to talk about the way we want to live. So my aunt being the person that she was um, you know, as I said, battled with cancer for almost seven years. And then I guess over the last month or so, and maybe earlier, I'm, I'm not privy to all those details. She planned 
um, her, how she wanted to leave this, this life, uh, which included planning the details of her service. And in, in the eulogy, one of the eulogies, uh, one of her daughters talked about how my Aunt Robin was a planner. She described her as a planner who liked things a certain way. And as Nikki, one of her daughters said, mostly my Aunt Robin liked things her way. <laughs> um, fittingly, she planned her entire funeral service from the songs to the scriptures to the pastor who was going to lead the service. And she even provided directions to those who would speak. And each each speaker who shared some thoughts said that they were told to keep it short and sweet, <laughs> which, which everyone in the in the congregation sort of smiled and nodded because the idea of Aunt Robin being a planner was very familiar to them as well. The minister knew my Aunt Robin when the minister was actually a member of the church where the funeral service was held, and the minister was a teenager uh, when she knew my Aunt Robin. So that was, that was a very um, endearing and lovely sort of um, selection because the minister was able to offer some very authentic and real memories of my Aunt Robin. And during her message, she said that as she recalled memories of Robin, two words kept coming up for her, strength and joy. And again, um, just as when Nikki spoke and everybody nodded and smiled at the idea of Aunt Robin be a planner, we all smiled as well at the words strength and joy because I think they resonated when, when we all heard those two words used to describe my Aunt Robin. What was even more incredible and interesting about the two words shared, as the minister told us, is that this way of being in the world showing up with strength and joy were choices that my Aunt Robin made. The minister explained that as a young person, she thought Robin was generally a joyful person, that it was part of her personality. Um, and if I'm paraphrasing, I got the sense that she thought my Aunt Robin was just naturally joyful. Amanda, the minister, went on to share that as she learned more about Robin's story, her challenges, her triumphs, uh, for example, my Aunt Robin and our family lost um, her son Brian when he was uh, 12 or just about 12, and she realized that Robin was not innately joyful, although, although there might have been something to that. Robin was intentional about the choices she made to live joyfully, to experience grief, sadness, frustration, and to move forward with joy, to find the joy in moments, in people, and in places. And up until the day she left this world, she did just that. As her daughters shared, Nikki and Annie shared, even in the face of a cancer diagnosis, Robin found joy. She enjoyed her life and those around her. And while I wasn't with her when she passed, um, I had the pleasure with my kids to see my Aunt Robin um, in, trying to remember, it was the middle of December, and she wasn't, <clears throat> she really wasn't getting out of bed much, if at all, by that moment. And yet she still had the energy and joy 
to smile and carry on a wonderful conversation with my kids and with myself. And and my older son even said when we left, he, he didn't want to leave because he had so much more that he wanted to talk talk to my Aunt Robin about, which I found um, just very sweet. So she definitely continued to hold on to that joy even as as death as death got closer and closer. <clears throat> as I was preparing for this this episode, I found this great quote from John Dewey that he wrote in 1916, and it's, the self is not something ready-made, but something in continuous formation through choice of action. And I think that's so true of my Aunt Robin. And again, when we're thinking about grief and when we're feeling that grief and talking about death, we're actually talking about the way we want to live. And so remembering that self is a continuous formation through choice of action, it's pretty remarkable being intentional about how to live and the choices we make. My Aunt Robin, well, Nikki, her one again, one of her daughters reminded us that in the instructions that my Aunt Robin left for everyone, she also told her daughters that it was okay to cry, but that they also needed to find joy, that they needed to share joy, and that they wanted, she wanted her funeral service to be a celebration of life and not just grieving for a loss. My Aunt Robin was also a Christian, and her notes for her service and during her final weeks and days, the minister shared with us, I guess, in their back-and-forth conversations, that my Aunt Robin had written a question on top of one of the pages of her notes. And the question, and I'm paraphrasing, I don't have the exact question, but the question was something like, how do I see the hand of God working in my life? And the minister shared this with us and set us out with a charge and a way to honor my aunt's memory, to do something kind for someone this week. How can we or you make a little bit of a difference, make it a little bit easier for someone else this week, bring them joy, offer assistance, some calm, some peace, whatever it may be. And I have to say, I told Nikki after the service, which it sounds a little odd, but hopefully you'll understand what I mean. This was one of the best, if not the best funeral I've ever attended. The minister just struck all the right notes. It was a beautiful balance of grieving our loss and celebrating my aunt's life. And I thought it was so like my Aunt Robin to leave us with this nugget this way of being. And I love the idea of acting with intention, with kindness, love, joy, gratitude, calm, generosity, whatever it was going to be to make it a little easier for someone else this week and paying tribute to my aunt's memory. And so even from beyond, my Aunt Robin is teaching us all how to live, how to be together, and how to be better human beings in this world. In her spirit, I'm going to ask listeners to be intentional in these weeks to come, to make choices that are yours with thought and deliberate intention. What actions are you taking to create inclusive spaces? Who do you see when you wipe away all of our day-to-day distractions and see the human being? 
in what ways can you cultivate belonging, build community, create connections, reach out and let someone know that you see them? Just as my Aunt Robin left me and everyone in that church with things to think about, with ways of of being, how do I see the hand of God working in my life? I'm asking you to think about ways that you can see belonging and kindness and joy and gratitude working in your own life. What can you do this week to be intentional? What can you do that contributes to the continuous formation of yourself? What do you want self to look like? And what actions do you need to take to make that happen? So in the coming weeks, as we jump into 2023, let's try to be intentional. Notice what's working for you. Name what you'd like to see happen in your life and for others around you. And take those small steps to make it so. Remember that things don't just naturally occur. They don't just naturally happen. Even if you have a little bit of that naturalness in your spirit, in your core, there's intention behind much of what we do and much of what we see. So how will you use your intention this week? How will you use your intention in 2023? And as my Aunt Robin said, how can you use your intention to make life just a little bit easier for those around you? All right, everybody, be well, and hopefully in the next week or so, we will return to our long-form interviews. Um, We have a couple of people coming up that I'm really excited to speak with, and later in the year, probably in February, March, we also have our book study on bittersweet, speaking of paradoxes and being able to hold two things that are both true. Um, even though they seem like they may be in conflict. Looking forward to that discussion and all the other great things we have happening this spring. All right, everybody, take care, be well, and um, we will be back soon. Take care. So sincere Under the glaciers Your last year See